Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest. We're getting into all of the Jeremy Lin offseason news and if he can bounce back season, as well as a, a cool, quick Kawhi update, but first, Riker's going to take us into our stance sponsorship. Yep, we're 10,000 subscribers, it's a big milestone for Ben and I. Thank you everybody, first and foremost, mm-hmm. but we're jumping back hot into the stance sponsorship now that it's the offseason, everybody's tuned in, we're going 10 solid weeks, 10 giveaways, uh, we're going to really roll it out more once a week uh, in the following weeks. But to start it off, to win this week's stance giveaway, all you got to do, go over to our Apple podcast and rate it and leave a comment. We're growing the mm-hmm. YouTube channel, so we're trying to grow our podcast as well. So without further ado, Ben, so that's our stance sponsorship, but let's break down the news. And there's been a lot circulating tonight. We thought this might be the night that Kawhi would sign. We got teased. Tell us what happened. Certainly. Before we get into Jeremy Lin, we got to give that Kawhi Leonard update. And Jalen Rose came out and said he's 99% sure Kawhi Leonard will return return to the Toronto Raptors. Chris Carter said that no one's made a decision. All the reports are still fake. And we Riker, both of us didn't really believe all the reports saying he was guaranteed going to the Lakers. We can't 100% buy into the, the Raptors reports. At least I'm not. What's, what's your opinion on all the news that has come out? Well, a few things. Danny Green said that he wanted to make his announcement tonight. He was hopeful that he'd make his announcement on his Inside the Green Room, whatever his podcast is called, this evening. And obviously he's made it very clear that he's waiting for Kawhi's decision before he announces where he is going to go. Kawhi Leonard, it's been spotted. He landed, he touched down in Toronto. So that could have been a good sign that he's not out there with other teams. But this could just be his meeting with Toronto. I don't it would be weird if this was just his <laughs> meeting. Uh, I would say there's yep. a little bit more to it than that. But the one thing, Ben, the Vegas odds have the Lakers' chances of winning a championship go up, which means that they're most likely thinking that Kawhi Leonard might find a spot on the Lakers. Now, although we think it's doubtful, and everybody listening probably thinks it's doubtful, bear in mind the Vegas odds had it right about Kawhi Leonard being traded to the Toronto Raptors. So that is the one thing that I don't know what their inside information is, but I think in all aspects, it's looking good for Toronto and Kawhi. Certainly. Kendrick Perkins, he's kind of flip-flop. He, in the last video I made, he said that the Lakers were a a sure thing, a shoe in for Kawhi. Now he's kind of taking that a bit back and saying that he could stay in Toronto. It's been, the narrative has shifted to Toronto. We got helicopters following Kawhi around the city chasing him in his car it's the whole city's on watch i've been on edge looking at my phone 24 7 waiting for the news but things are looking better my morale is a bit higher from the last video we made but still nothing's certain nothing's for sure both of us have had the opinion he's gonna stay ever since we won the championship and that hasn't wavered absolutely not ben but i mean it, like you said it's been a whirlwind and i'm sure there'll be more drama surface tomorrow so we'll talk about what's immediate and right in front of us and that's the uncertainty of jeremy lynn mm-hmm. uh, what what are you thinking about this whole situation well riker jeremy lynn came to us midway through the midway through the season he was a player that we had a lot of hype for. We thought he'd come in and fill the DeLon Wright role, role as the off-ball guard coming in off the bench that could slash, get to the rim, play good defense, and be an impact scorer and defender off the bench. So we thought he could make an impact, be a solid player. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. His three-point shot was horrendous. 
no other way to put it. He shot about 20% for the Raptors. It took him about eight games to knock one down and just didn't really fit in with the flow of the team, how everything was going. He didn't end up getting any meaningful minutes throughout the postseason, but both of us know Jeremy Lin has had a very strong career. He's kind of at the twilight now and the age, but he's not super old to where he's completely over the hill. Do you think that Jeremy Lin, if the Toronto Raptors brought him back with a full offseason of work and training camp, that he could maybe fit in and fill that off-guard position? Because we're not going to have much cap room to bring a lot of people in. We did just sign Matt Thomas and uh, a few of these new, younger players. So do you think Jeremy Lin still has a role with the Toronto Raptors and he can maybe improve with an offseason to get integrated into the roster? Or is he going to end up walking away? Well, it's kind of weird because... well. Will he end up walking away is a different question altogether than whether or yeah. not he has a place on the Toronto Raptors. Because as you'll break down, mm-hmm. he's considering going to China, and that has a lot of different implications. Not necessarily just yep. fit and NBA, but in terms of his lifestyle, culture, a bunch of different uh, factors. Because he could really have a fruitful career overseas um, where he's really Certainly. revered as one of the, you know, like I said, we'll break this down in a second. But just in terms of playing on the Toronto Raptors, what baffles me is how much his productivity dipped when he came to Toronto. Yep. Now, of course, he's coming into a team that has a, a seven-year legacy now of being a playoff contender, or maybe a six-year, I guess, um, of just being always in the mix, being competitive. He's coming in at a diminished bench role, but really he's playing the exact same amount of minutes that he's been getting for the majority mm-hmm. of his career and around the same amount of touches, and yet with those chances, he's shooting 10% lower from the field, 13% lower from three. He's getting handful of points less uh i'm surprised that he didn't get about 10 turnovers more uh it 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 really (laughs) shocked me at how unwell he fit in the mix of this roster because for the most part he's a pretty level-headed guy we expected him to come out with good defensive intensity he just always seemed lost he always seemed disengaged and his iq was horrible it's reminiscent of terrence ross so do i think he has a place on the toronto raptors no because of what he's shown i would have liked him to I still would love, mm-hmm. I still would like him to, but I, I just don't see it. I, I just don't see how it would fit. Yeah, it was really interesting to see him come in from the Atlanta Hawks where he was thriving this season. His three-point shot was up. He could get to the rim. He still had that explosiveness. And the athleticism didn't really wane when he was in Toronto. But you mentioned it, just the decision-making. And we didn't run a lot of pick-and-roll. And that's where he thrives mostly in creating offense. And the, the offense just didn't suit his game. And he didn't fit in. And, Riker, do you think that could change with an offseason in terms of a training camp to get accustomed to the players? Or is the Nick Nurse free-flowing offense that won us a championship just doesn't suit Jeremy Lin's game? Well, you asked me this, Ben. Can a 30-year-old that's made a career in the NBA off of a certain style, I guess you would say, is he able to adapt? That, that's a that's a very, point, very solid point as well. I, I think it would be tough for him to come in to an offseason he's a very high IQ basketball player that's the thing about him which was very jarring to watch him play last season and turn the ball over a lot and be not very confident in his dribble and his drives despite still having that athleticism it was really weird to see him go into the lane and throw passes all off the mark and take bad IQ shots because he's made a career off you know out kind of smarting the other players and being quick on his drives and making the right floater or dunk or layup and finishing around the rim so I think he could possibly adjust but the key would be hit for him improving his three-point shot or getting it back to the mean of his career because I think the three-point shot is what really crippled his game with the Toronto Raptors this regular season if 
he could maybe knock down a few more jumpers. Then I feel like the lanes will be more open and people will respect the jumper more. And then the passes that he's been so accustomed to making throughout his whole career will be there. I think the fact that the jumper completely fell off the map was the real crippling point to Jeremy Lin's game this season. I absolutely agree. He lacked confidence. And we're talking about his IQ and tossing up bad shots, which he certainly did his fair share in putting up bad mid-range jumpers. But, you know, for the most part, I would say that his three-point selection was not terrible. It was great. He he took open threes. Sometimes he was contested. Yeah, but for the majority, you're right. It was open threes. His just confidence was at an all-time low. Uh, I really hated what I saw. But, Ben... This is what the real question is now, and the real interesting thing. Assuming that the Raptors had somewhat interest in keeping him on, I there there's no way that he played to get any amount of money, right? They would still want to keep him on yeah. s- as much as close to a minimum deal as possible. Now, mm-hmm. whether or not I have no idea how comparable the salary would be in playing in China and how the the salary equates, right? Even if they were to get the same amount of money, what the cost of living in China is, I have really, I didn't do my research before this to figure out those kinds of things. But we do know one mm-hmm. thing is that his celebrity status and his ability to maybe get sponsorships and to really play the crowd overseas in China, uh, we've seen it every time he travels, he's loved over there. So could that be something that draws him away from the NBA if he's not able to get more than the veterans minimum or just the minimum contract? Well, Riker, we see it every night. Jeremy Lin, wherever he goes, he has a massive following, even in the United States, even in Canada, whatever gym he plays in, even, I've, I've talked to people that don't really follow basketball at all, that didn't knew, know who Kawhi Leonard was, but knew who Jeremy Lin was, that's his celebrity status, just all across the world, he is a huge name, and you brought it up, and none other than U.S. presidential candidate Andrew Yang brought reported. He's doing some insider reporting. He's trying to steal Woj's job if he doesn't get the, the Democratic nomination. But <laughs> he reported that Jeremy Lin could return to China for this offseason. So it's not just us speculating and him, you know, us making the point that he should, even though that would be a seemingly a good fit because... If he's such a celebrity over here, and everyone I talk to from Europe, from just outside, from not not the not North America, are huge fans of Jeremy Lin. Everyone I've spoken to that are basketball fans, so I couldn't imagine just how big and popular he is over there, and how you know much of a celebrity he would be in that league. And you brought up you're not sure of the size. I looked at a few of the salaries that people had in the the Chinese Basketball Association. I'm not sure what the league is called, but Jimmer Fredette, he got paid about. 1.8 million, I want to say. Uh, Norris Cole, he got paid 5 million per year. Uh, Carlos Boozer got around 3. These are numbers I, I just glanced at earlier today. They I apologize if they're a bit off the mark, but it doesn't look like Jeremy Lin would get more than 5 million a season. Maybe because he's such a bigger name than all those guys. Maybe arguably less than Jimmer Fredette, but actually in China, I'd say he's the biggest. I, he might be able to make more, but it's not going to be ridiculous NBA or Nikola Meritic in Spain money, I wouldn't say. Yeah, but, but if maybe you look at his sponsorships now, and all that. If you look at his contract that he played on this season, yeah. that's significantly more money. And in a market where he's probably going to actually get to play, enjoy the game that he mm-hmm. likes, and be a more than just a three minute role be, player. Yeah, he'd be, and he'd be one of the best players in the league as well. We've seen, as I mentioned, Norris Cole, Carlos Boozer, they're over there tearing it up. Jimmer Fredette, he's he's struggling to make an NBA roster. Jimmy Lin, I think we'd both agree, is a better player than Jimmer Fredette. He he was put in 70 points a game, it seemed like, when I looked at the box score. So I think Jeremy Lin would really impress over there, be be the superstar he is, and live up to his celebrity name. So do you think that would be a better fit 
for him, or should he try and give it another go in the NBA and wait till he's a couple years older to play over there, whether it be with the Raptors or with another team that will give him more minutes? Well, let me hypothesize here, because I'm a person who's mm-hmm. never made the NBA, and for the average Joe... One day. One day, right? One day, but for the average Joe, <laughs> you know, $780,000, spend is something you have to be CEO to start making that kind of money. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll see it in my lifetime, but it certainly won't be in the next 10 years, right? So to say that being on a minimum contract is anything to shake your head at is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But now when yeah. you're only playing three minutes a game, when you're comparing yourself to the rest of the roster that's making anywhere from 5 to $35 million a year to your less than $1 million a year, Mm-hmm. To the satisfaction that maybe you get being on a world champion team, but maybe not because you don't actually touch the court in the entire playoffs. Do all these things factor in? Now, when you look at you could go to a market where you're liked, where you're a number one guy, where you're making just as much or more money. You know, it's not the world's biggest stage, but maybe the fans feel bigger to you or closer to you. Mm-hmm. That is a decision that he's going to have to make. And I don't think it's one that we can really decide for him or really get yeah. in his head. That's something that he would just have to, you know, decide really what's more important to him. Be in America, which everybody sees as the pinnacle and the mecca of sports, or be somewhere that maybe is a better situation. But in the end, you know, it's not the number one league in the world. So those are things that he'll have to consider. And maybe the Raptors actually do want to keep him and see what he's like over the summer and give him a new contract. I don't know, but I'm not rooting for him to leave and go to China or anything like that. But, you know, I just want to see the best for him for sure. Yeah, I'm expecting whether he's in the NBA or in China next season, especially if he's in China, he'll have a big redemption season. But I think with the whatever NBA team he's on next year, if he chooses to stay in the NBA, I think the the fit and he didn't have enough time to get accumulated to the Toronto Raptors system this year. I think one more year in the NBA or just a, a season where he's the superstar in China, we'll see Jeremy Lin have a, a redemption season. He played great with the Atlanta Hawks. That the, at the beginning of this year, it was unfortunate that he just couldn't get accustomed to the the three point shooting, free flowing offense that he he brought up with Nick Nurse. That he was really excited to play in, but it, it was just an unfortunate season for Lynn, and we didn't have the time. We were trying to scrape our playoff seating, and then we ended up going on a long playoff run. We didn't have the time to really get him accustomed and shake out the knots with the Toronto Raptors. So I'm expecting good things from Lynn. I don't think his career is over at all, but Riker. We, we don't know what's going to happen. Our biggest free agent is coming up soon, so I think all the pieces will fall in place after Kawhi gets signed or doesn't sign. I absolutely agree, Ben, but the pieces are already starting to fall into place, and as we know, we mm-hmm. got good players that we have hope in either way, but you're right. This next day, these next two days, however long it takes, it's it's exciting. <laughs> yep, certainly. Well, let us know what you guys think. Do you think... Kawhi will stay. Do you think he'll leave? We're going to throw that at the end of every pod until it, until it happens. Do you think Jeremy Lin can have a bounce-back season, a redemption season, whether it be in the NBA or overseas in China? Let us know in the comment section below. You're the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. Riker, any last words? Lin sanity, Ben. <laughs> Woo! Cheers. <laughs>